You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. This hour is Hillary Rochko. Uh, Hillary, am I saying your last name properly? You're, you're, yes, you're pretty good. It's Brochel. Brochel, okay. <laughs> well, that was <laughs> a little close, but Brochel, okay, wonderful. Well, I'm so happy to have you on the program. And well, thank um, you so much for having me. And you, <laughs> uh, you've got some. Th- you are. You're born. Uh, the same year that Maxine Waters entered Congress. Can you believe she's been in, in Congress that long? Well, not, not that you're old, but I'm saying, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was, that, that sounded ter- terrible. But people have made a lifelong career at destroying our country in Congress with all of their their shenanigans and all of their the um the things that they're doing oh my gosh i can't believe some of the stuff that they've been doing particularly lately anyway tell us tell us about what congressman woman maxine waters said and what you're doing and how you're doing it and i know you're running against uh mikey Sherrill in new jersey yes and um, oh my gosh, there's so much going on in, in Washington that is so, well, illegal. Uh, it, it's, <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's, uh, I just wish you the, the best of luck. Anyway, tell us, tell us what's going on and how you plan to change things. Well, I'm, as you know, Maxine Waters, she's been in Congress since 1991, the year that I was born. And even back then, especially with the, the Rodney King trial, you have her, records of her advocating for violence against the police. And then most recently, with the Derek Chauvin trial going on, she was in Minnesota and she was advocating for people to stay in the streets and (laughs) inciting violence and just sticking to her regular M.O. The same M.O., though, that she accused the Donald Trump of and and why he needed to be impeached. So you just have this hypocrisy going on, especially among these lifelong politicians, these, these people that think that (laughs) <laughs> being elected to Congress is is like having the divine right of kings, and, and they are not subject to the same kind of rules that the rest of us are, this, this tyranny for thee and not for me. And I really, especially with these politicians that have been in Washington for decades, you will have to wonder how in touch they are with their districts at this point, because they've probably spent the majority of their lives over the last decades in Washington, D.C., and not at all among the people that they represent. 
And I don't even think that they represent the people. I think they represent uh, big pharma, big government, big technology, big Big war. Everything was big in front of big government. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Terrifying stuff. And no one stops them. And and I'm trying what I'm trying to do right now is I see Mikey Sherrill as a candidate right now. She represents NJ District 11 who keeps her head down, and I live in a district that's historically Republican. We're supposedly R plus three, but in 2018, Mikey Sherrill was able to run on this very moderate platform, but since she's been elected, she just keeps her head down and votes the party line and, and doesn't do much really to to step out of line and to, to make a name for herself. Because she sees that the way that Congress works is the incumbent wins most of the time. So if if you're the peg that sticks out, you're the peg that'll get knocked down. But she just she, she's definitely not the peg that sticks out. She's not a name that has has national recognition like an AOC. She's not she's not that interesting. Wow. Um. This um. This whole thing, I I got rid of my TV. Uh, I don't watch TV uh, because well, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, it seems to instill a lot of fear, and I'm thinking uh, it's it's all programming. Uh, the mm-hmm. susceptibility that people have when they're when they're being hypnotized by the TV is uh, pretty awful, and. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's why you have so much COVID fear right now is because you have the media that's programmed people to be terrified. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have people, uh, big pharma, uh, pressing people to take vaccines that are clearly dangerous. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. It's just, are you sure you want to go there? (laughs) You mean am I sure that I want to I want to be in Congress? Yes. Well, my <laughs> no, no, not at all. But I I look at everything as if there's a problem, and I'm not doing anything to fix it. If I'm not part of the solution, then I'm part of the problem. So ah, I see perfect. what's going yes. on, and I'm terrified for for the future of our nation. So I'm going to. I'm going to try to do what I can. And, and even if it's, I mean, it's already starting to make me miserable, just the amount of, of, of hate <laughs> that I, I deal with on a daily basis from, from people that are so yeah. programmed. And it it's really, unfortunately, it, it's been, it, it, I, I, I don't know if eye-opening is the proper word, but just to see how indoctrinated people have been when when you when you're dealing with thinking adults that you would hope that you could reason with and have a rational conversation with you just deal with brick walls and and i've realized very quickly that people that i i thought maybe maybe you could talk them down maybe you could could give them some facts and logic and and try to convince them of the error of their ways they just shut down so it I, 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 what I'm doing right now is I'm, I'm trying to 
I guess, reach out to the younger generation and, and the future generations of Americans, but particularly, I think that especially in our area, but I probably across the country, there is no inspiration when it comes to reaching out to young Republican voters. And, and young Republicans, I think, is actually kind of almost oxymoronic, at least in my area, because you have all these, all these upper-middle-class kids who went to these four-year academic institutions and have been programmed in a very liberal mindset, and they come out, and now they have student loans, and you have these liberal politicians that are advocating for loan debt forgiveness, so of course they're going to jump on board that bandwagon. But at the same time, I'm a rather young person. I grew up in this area. Right. And I think if anybody's going to inspire those people and, and to convince them that if you sign up for this, you're signing up for decades of, of going down a, a very socialist path. And while the immediacy of loan debt forgiveness is very attractive, what is further down the line is something very scary and something that we need to avoid at all costs. true uh, that is so true and I'm uh, all of this violence in in certain cities my goodness when you look at the the buildings being burned and um, and the police not being able to control the violence and standing standing back and and, and mayors just abdicating their responsibility uh, to to their citizens is just mind-boggling to me. Oh, I, I know. I I live about 30 minutes outside of New York City, and I'll tell you, in the last... I used to commute into the city every day for work. The last year, I... I mean, I used to walk along... There's a main thoroughfare, 8th Avenue, which connects the two major transportation hubs from right. New Jersey, Port Authority, and Penn Station. And I used to walk... There's a couple blocks that separates those two. Can't I would walk down all times of the day, all times of the night, felt safe. I'm terrified now because New York City, it's, it's been abandoned by, I mean, I hesitate to call them the normal people, but the normal people, the people that work, the people that are in the offices, the people that lived there because they were in the offices, they've all fled because they're working from home. And now you have just the criminal element and the people that, are either very, very rich, so they're not affected by it, but they're also spending time in their homes in Florida or in the Hamptons, or the unfortunately the very, very poor that the city has really just been a disaster about handling for since before the pandemic, but now especially so. Right, and the governor there and uh, the whole... The whole scenario is just crazy. Um, oh, I've been yeah. to New York several times, and it was—it's a wonderful place. And uh, and I—I I know Paris has nothing whatsoever to do with your uh, your campaign. But even looking at other big cities that I've been to, or I—I uh, I see pictures on the internet about what has occurred in Paris. It used oh, to yeah. be, you could eat off the street. The, the outdoor cafes were beautiful. The parks were lovely. The 
Uh, the Eiffel Tower was gorgeous. Everything was beautiful. And now it's it's a garbage dump. Oh, and, I know. And it just seems like it's so deliberate uh, in, in these big cities that you used to be able to walk anywhere in New York mm-hmm. pretty much. And, and now, even in the daytime, who knows? You, it's no, just, I, I've been, yeah. I've been waiting. I've been on a corner that I would, I would be waiting for friends to meet me. And I've had to, I've had to move because it's not even just the, the regular cat calls that you'd get. It's, it's now people approaching you to, to, to sell you drugs in broad daylight. That's something that's never happened to me before, but that's something that's happened in the last six months, multiple times. And, and the police, I mean, you see them still in, in much, in much smaller presence than before because there is I'm, tangible hatred for the police in New York City. But, how did that occur? Which is, which is tragic. How, how does, uh, they, the, the cop on the beat used to be, be friends with, with the people that, that he associated with. He was the one that you went to for, for help and assistance, and you you felt safe. But that is exactly all you would, you would know his name. He knew the names of of the people in his neighborhood, and and, right. and now that's gone. What happened? I, I I hate to use the term radical socialist agenda because I know that's very much in the ether nowadays, but. That's just part of the the left erosion of of American values, and I'm not going to defend I at all what what Derek Chauvin's done. And and there are very clear instances of police brutality that not just in the last year, but but in general. But when you look at the statistics and how many positive interactions people have with cops, and and all the cops that do save people's lives and help people and get them out of bad situations. That number of, of bad cops is such is so statistically small, and and for the left to just be overplaying that and just beating, just just shoving it down our, our throats and and putting it on our television screens to the point now where you look at a case like what happened with Michaela Bryant, she was going to stab this girl and she got shot and unfortunately passed away, but. She was she was about to commit a crime. She was potentially about to kill somebody, and the cops stopped her from doing that. And for us now to say, well, bad cop, what was he thinking? That it 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 blows my mind, and and it it's it has terrifying implications for the future of our nation when when you have such a scorn for law enforcement. Yeah. It is amazing, and um, and and of course that's the bad the bad policeman is the one that mm-hmm. they go that they use to typify all policemen everywhere. Yeah, and they want to get and they want to replace them with social workers. <laughs> I, and I mean, my experience with social workers, they, they've never been the most effective bunch of people. So, oh, yeah, it's, 
Exactly. Well, how is that going to work? It's not. It's not. But but the I, the goal. I don't believe that the goal is for it to be effective. I think the goal is just to further destabilize America and and to turn it into a nanny state, even more than it already is. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I, it was when I looked at when I looked at the. Um, uh, it was a film where they were showing the um, the arrest and uh, of George Floyd and everything, and I'm and I'm thinking, well, who's who's filming this? Uh, shouldn't, the, shouldn't the person who's filming this? I know it was some teenager or something, but uh, shouldn't something else be happening here? Why is is somebody being allowed to? Uh, to film this, uh, I, I, it just seemed, it just hit me wrong. It, it just really did. And I, it was very disturbing. <clears throat> oh, extremely. And uh, we we don't know what happened uh, right before or what he was trying to do. We do know that uh, from from uh, lab work that he was, he was on some other, some, oh yeah, some he drugs. had enough drugs in his system, I think, to kill a horse. <laughs> and he, he was not a model citizen. No, he, and for he, him to be he, lionized is that's a, that's a different issue because now he's being lauded as a hero. I, he was he was a criminal. He was a rapist. <laughs> that's not the sort of person you want as a as a hero. Especially, I. That's confusing to me as well. I'm sorry to I'm sorry to have interjected like that, but no, I'm I'm extremely frustrated by that. They've made him a national hero for Pete's sake. I know. One would, one would think that he was that he taught Sunday school and that he was uh, <laughs> he, he was he he was a rapist. He was he was a criminal for Pete's sake. Um. I- and they've made a no. national hero out of him. They're naming streets after him. Well, while they're tearing down monuments that have been in place for for decades and decades, uh, the next thing we'll have is a monument or streets named after him. And I can't. Okay, the man is dead, but to make mm-hmm. a hero of him at the at the expense of the policeman. Who, who have been doing a good job? Um, I'm sure there's some some police brutality. Uh, I, I I'm not trying to say that they're they're all perfect, but but let's let's put things <coughs> in, in relationship. Let's let, it's just ridiculous. No, I I I agree. I think. I mean, after that footage came out of of Derek Chauvin's knee on George Floyd's neck, I think that that could have been an extremely unifying moment for America had it it been approached differently. I, I, I don't think there's a single person that saw that tape, no matter what side of the aisle they were on, that said, oh, yes, this is the way policing should have been done. But what they've done is... is yeah. Okay, yeah. we're going to do a quick break. Right back. <laughs>
We're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Without the right accessories, any guy can be off the mark. Whether you've invested thousands in your arsenal or you own a single trusted firearm, a visit to aroutfitting.com is in order. It's one of the finest online selections of tactical optics and AR parts and add-ons, like EOTech, quick target acquisition with no peripheral loss. Browse the full range of Nikon scopes and binoculars. aroutfitting.com can illuminate your world with streamlight gun-mounted lights from keychain to large handhelds up to 1,100 lumens. Find some stability with Battenfield Tactical Bipods. AirOutfitting.com has CMMG gun parts, barrels, assemblies, handguards, part kits, and more. Plus magful clips and magazines. I know I've got you excited, so take a breath. Head to AirOutfitting.com. The site's super easy to navigate and features a ton of technical info, including links to manuals. We also welcome vendor and manufacturer inquiries. Remember, if you don't see it, we can get it at AirOutfitting.com. It starts with you and me. It starts with you and me. We all can be heroes. All righty, we are back. And our guest this hour is Hillary Rochel. Say your name. Rochel. You're good. (laughs) That is. You're good. Okay. Okay. And the website is HillaryBrochel.com. Yep. And I, I'm just, I'll post that in the, in the website, um, in our chat room. I, um, it, it is so terrible to watch cities burn and to, to recognize that this is happening to our country. Um, our roads are falling apart. Our, our infrastructure is falling apart. 
we're spending all of this tax money on social programs and bailouts, uh, money that that we don't have uh, that is being uh, just arbitrarily printed uh, at, at our expense, at our future's expense. I, we can only go, go one place or one direction. And we seem to be heading in that southern direction really rapidly. I, I, I think I read, what was it, the, the 30% of all the money ever printed was printed in the last year? Yes. It, it's terrifying. Where, where it, it just be, it's become monopoly from? money at this point. I, exactly. Yes, it's monopoly money. So how how do you change that? How do you... I don't know. How well, does... I, I, I think you need to have Republican leadership that is not afraid of fiscal conservatism because you see it right now in it, and you have a lot of people in Congress that are running with the goal of, of being these, these life, having these lifetime appointments in Congress and that are, are afraid to make these tough decisions and to vote against these very damaging bills. That, as I said it on my website, I, I'm just tired of this kick-the-can-down-the-road policymaking that leaves Americans who haven't even been born yet holding the bag for bad political right. ideas made for the sake of political expediency. Uh, deficit spending is something that has to stop. It, right there, there's nothing good that can come out of it. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. What go was ahead. That? Go ahead. Oh no, I, I was, I was just going to say that. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of economics. I, I learned about Keynesian economics when I was in school. Which, I mean, if you're familiar, John Maynard Keynes, he was oh, basically right, right. the the financial mind behind the New Deal. And believed that deficit spending was a really good way to get a what government a idea. out of a depression. Horrible, horrible. And and now now you have the Green New Deal, which is which is now right. double downing on on stupidity. How how do you have a Green New Deal when you're when you're allowing your cities to be burned down? How does that work out? Uh, the other thing it that is, is very troublesome is. What does the government have to do with our health? There's there's nothing in any uh, any constitution, any paper anywhere that gives the government well Obamacare. Obamacare mm. is being uh, rationalized to uh, to to give the government. You don't even own your body anymore. If they say you've got to do this, this, and this. Uh, they'll take you to court if you don't do this, this, and this. Well, that's that, something that, that comes from a socialized medicine, right? Which because which when when the when where taxpayers are expected to foot the bill for for med for Medicare for all, now right. you have government taking a very big interest in who's smoking, who's obese, who's eating these high calorie foods. Oh, we need to ban the the sixty ounce soda. And, and that's that's an erosion of freedom. It, I mean, the it's idea of Medicare for all, and it's none. It's none of their business. And 
Oh, I mean, you see that right now with, with vaccines and, and the ideas being tossed around for vaccine mandates. And I know New York has the Excelsior program that they're supposed to be rolling out. It, it, terrifying stuff that forcing people to, to take a vaccine. That isn't even That approved. hasn't been tested very much. Uh, who, gave them the, who gave them the power to say it's an emergency? Who made it an emergency? Uh, the virus has never been isolated. How do, how do you create an emergency, incarcerate everybody in their home, shut down small business, uh, and yet every package delivered by Amazon is, is virus-free? And the big stores, <laughs> uh, the big stores are all virus-free. You can go there and buy, but, but a small independent store, oh, the virus must exist there. What is all of that about? I mean, it's not even just a small independent store. I mean, you go to Walmart is, is fine. Walmart's clean. But if I want to go to church, I'm not allowed oh, to right. because I might get the virus there. Right. This is the first time um, in history that they've shut down churches. That That's is really cool. something. It's, uh, I think that is that is the saddest thing. Exactly. We will be right back after a word from our sponsor. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Hey gang, Patrick Slattery here with an important message that is pertinent to anyone who shops for groceries, eats food, or just has an inquisitive mind like myself. What I'm about to introduce you to is a segment of our food culture that has been kept so low profile to the American public that virtually no one is aware of how dominant it is on our refrigerator and cupboard shelves. What I'm talking about is the kosher certification industry and the new app, Koshertify, that delivers a comprehensive education on all aspects regarding this little-known practice. After reviewing this app, I found that it is useful for practically anyone who purchases food, regardless of their religious faith or identity. Its database of products not kosher certified is a win-win convenience for all food-conscious people. So why not check out thekosherquestion.com or click on the link at nationalbugle.com and see how modifying your grocery shopping with the Co-Certified app can make a huge difference for your future. The reviews for Extendivite are amazing. Amazon customer, it's amazing. I just ordered my second bottle. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after I exercise. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off of BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. Amazon customer, Extendivite works great. This product has made my blood pressure and cholesterol stable. I highly recommend it. Amazon customer, excellent herbal formula. I've been using it to keep my cardiovascular system fine-tuned. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com. 
extend your life with Extendo Bite. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from simplycleanfoods.net, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Right now, Amazon Prime members will receive fast two-day shipping. Go to simplycleanfoods.net. That's simplycleanfoods.net. But do it today. Starts with you and me. It starts with you and me. We all can be heroes if we just believe. This is Deanna, and our guest this hour is Hillary Brochel, and her website is Hillary Brochel. Uh, the last name is B R O T S. C-H-O-L, and um, she is um, questioning, as most of us are, what the heck is going on, in, not only in Washington, but uh, the, same, the, the entire country, and to have churches shut down, is, uh, the liquor stores are open, but somehow... Yeah. <laughs> The, the churches have been shut down. Uh, first time that, uh, well, in this country that I know of, that that has occurred. I mean, that's a direct attack on, on religious freedom, on our First Amendment rights. And I think as, as scary and, and dystopian as it sounds, I think that that's one of the, the biggest instances that you can point to that, that is a direct vestige of, of communism, wanting to get rid of God and, and making government God. Right. Oh, that's a very good analogy. Wow. Wow. And that's what's happened. A lot of people oh, look to look to government to supply them with whatever it is they need uh, lawns or food or or vaccines or whatever they need or get your get your loans uh, wiped clean um, they oh, they look to the government wow and that's wow. what they want they, the, that's that's what the left wants they want this huge government. They want you. <laughs> I, I mean, that's why. Oh, it, it's so frustrating to me. The the and and I know a lot of people are suffering, but these unemployment benefits that just keep getting extended and extended, and and it's just making people more and more dependent on that big government, and and you're just losing that idea of individualism, that, that rugged individualism that makes America, that's made America great. And 
uh, and in that in that power grab, the left just power grab. They're they're eroding that, and and they're taking away. And you you see that with how they've shut down small businesses. I mean, thirty percent of small businesses in New Jersey are not going to come back. Of course, because not. That, they that were they closed, can't. and they can't. They can't. They're and that the government. The government did that. The government shut them down, and now you have the people, not just the ones that own the small businesses, but the ones that were employed by the small businesses. Right. They've gone from being industrious people to now being completely dependent on the government for their next meal. Wow. <laughs> and and that, that causes a lot of stress. It causes domestic violence. Uh, it's... People like to feel productive. Uh, mm. Oh, sure. People we, need to feel productive. They do absolutely. They need to. They need to feel like they're accomplishing something every day. Um, that's the way that we were. We were made that we've always had to to hunt for our food, and we've always had to produce for ourselves. It gives us self-esteem. It makes us feel feel good. We are. We we are producing what we consume. We're productive members of society. So who's doing all the producing? You have uh, a couple of companies that are now taking taking over, or you have no production. And and if you have no production in certain um, certain arenas, certain uh, like agriculture and 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 beef production or even if it's factory farming, uh, which is I don't believe in, but but you have the the, the people that that package the the produce and and get it out to market. What all of these things are going to come to a halt, and what's that going to do? It's going to put more stress and more. I I just don't see this going anywhere except really downhill really fast no i and and you saw this before the pandemic with automation coming to so many industries and and people being put out of work that way and and that that whole trend has only been accelerated and and used to unfortunately get rid of jobs that i i don't think a lot of them are going to come back after the pandemic and and i think that as companies especially the retail sector, which, I mean, Amazon is just, <laughs> Amazon is, is, is taking up, what is it, $20 billion a year of the retail market every year. And, and obviously they've gotten so rich over the pandemic. But now you have brick-and-mortar stores that, that were closed that were already dealing with these big-box retailers. And... And you have the, unfortunately, retail employees the, the most out of every sector. It employs the most Americans. And people are going to move to automation because companies realize they can cut costs that way. And sure. in order for them to be competitive with the Amazons of the world, they have to cut costs. <laughs> this right. is all, but this needs to be stopped. And, and, Unfortunately, the people that are there in Washington, they're so much in the pocket of these Amazons and and other big tech companies that are that are t- 
taking a, a large amount of the market share and and attacking the the small business owner with their instant gratification apps and making everything just remote. You don't you don't you don't need to really talk to people anymore. I, I love it when I go on a website that I'm trying to find customer service and they tell me, oh no, you know, don't use customer service. Don't don't talk to a real person. Send us an email. <laughs> yeah. Awful. It's um Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Uh, I I see no I see no light at the end of the tunnel with the way that this is going. I think that the the way to do it, and I think we need to encourage that, as I said before, that that rugged individualism. We need to encourage that spirit in Americans again. We need to we need to inspire Americans to be industrious, to create, to to start their own businesses, and also we need. I I mean I'm I'm a big fan of employing antitrust laws to break monopolies like Amazon. All right. Amazon there is no way America can go forward if Amazon is allowed to continue unchecked. And not just right. Amazon, but Google as well and and all those big tech giants. The, the point of antitrust laws is is that we are allowed that the government can regulate just enough that we can be competitive. That, that businesses can be competitive with, with each other. That's why that's why they exist, and they need to they need to be used. Right. <laughs> I wonder if there's anyone else in Congress that would would adopt your your beliefs and and side with you. Have you, I think have that you, Josh Hawley has has addressed the antitrust at, and big tech. I I mean I, I I like to pride myself and say it was on my campaign website before I ever saw an interview with him talking about it. <laughs> so not that I think you stole the idea from little old me, but but I, I do think that there that that there are people of that mindset. But I also think that there's a lot of people who are in the pocket of these giants who do, who don't want to say anything because. They're getting they're getting rich off Silicon Valley dollars. Right. <clears throat> How true. Yes. And because they have all this money, uh, they can pretty much put everybody in their pocket and uh, and use them as they want. Money is the root of all even evil. Oh, and oh, I, oh, so true. Yes. And I used. To, <laughs> When I was a child, I used to think, gosh, how could that be? It's used for really good things like, you know, give me a nickel or a dime and I'll go to the corner store and buy some candy. What, how could this be evil? Who knew? When <laughs> when you're children, you don't, uh, you don't see the way things have gone. However, this, this has been incremental. Uh, they didn't just start this. This started... Uh, this started long ago when, when um, I remember when Amazon started. It was just about mm. books. Yeah, uh, they sold it books. It started from like, a guy's garage. Yeah, and, um, and and I don't believe that Bill Bill Gates started in his garage, or I I, <laughs> I, I do not believe that story. 
that was just to get us thinking gosh what what a what a story that you can it it allows others to think wow if i start a little business in my garage maybe i could i could be a a regular industry at some point um now he had insider help all the way <laughs> and uh i I, I just don't know. But I do remember when Amazon started, and it was just books. And then then all of a sudden, now it's everything. I, mm. Everything that you can imagine, I guess you could find on Amazon. And, and, it, and it goes beyond their retail. I mean, they, they own web hosting. That's why they can kick off whatever website they that they right. don't like the the views expressed. Well, now you you're being completely deplatformed, and people are afraid of Amazon. So good luck finding a new platform. Right, right, and, and what what he's done is appeal to uh, people's instant gratification. Of course, you. Oh yeah. Right. Get everybody busy. Uh, two parent two parent families working working to support your family then it's so easy to if you need something to just order it online and have it delivered rather than take three to four hours to go shopping and and look for things that you need so it 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 satisfies the customer and and i'm certain that uh that uh, he, he knew exactly how how to do this and um yeah this was all certainly planned it wasn't something that just fell into place amazing it it and (laughs) out of everybody that's struggling over this pandemic he's he's certainly uh, jeff bezos has certainly made out well because when you're when you're terrifying people to go to the store Go on Amazon. Order now within the next five minutes and get it till free delivery by five p.m. Oh, okay, right. yeah, right. <clears throat> and so his business has tripled. Um, oh and yeah, he's is he the richest person on the on the earth or has he passed? Yeah, Bill I'm Gates not. Yet? I'm not entirely sure. I oh, I I mean. I want to say yes, but I honestly I don't I don't have the the fact to back that up. But Jeff Jeff Bezos is certainly not strapped for cash. <laughs> no, and um, I'm I'm pretty certain that he's not going to uh, share it with those that are in need. I don't uh, I don't see him as being. Um, he, they, if you took Bill Gates and, and Jeff Bezos and a few other people. Uh, and and offered them the opportunity. Well, they don't need to be offered the opportunity. They they could take up the slack and and be such such a help to others. But but they're not going to do that. That they, they are they mm. are selfish individuals who who seem to be in a race to to control everybody. And the only money that they are going to expend are people on people who are doing their bidding. Uh, they're not going to yes. help help students to to pay off school loans or do any of that stuff. 
they're going to pay to make their influence better and greater so that they can get even more money. <clears throat> how, how are they planning on spending all this money? If they live to be a thousand years old, they're not going to be able to spend this money. What, what's, the, what's the point here? Except power. Power. Yes. Yes, and, and they can I mean, buy as you said, money is the root of all evil. Oh, yeah. I, 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 would, I would argue that people like Bill Gates and, and Jeff Bezos have more real power in America than the president. Congress. All right. I think so, too. And <clears throat> Big Pharma has, has all these lobbyists that go in. Uh, and they buy up politicians left and right. How, if you're elected, how would you handle that? How? What would you do? Well, so the the woman that I'm running against, the incumbent, Mikey Sherrill, she's in the pocket of big pharma. She's taken thousands of dollars from Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca. What I've already done is I've sworn off donations from big pharma because I don't want to be in the pocket wow. of, of big pharma. I my father is quite sickly and elderly and I have firsthand experience and knowledge of the healthcare system in particular the pharmaceutical industry just through dealing with him and I think that you need to have politicians like myself who aren't afraid to go after them because big pharma one of the biggest issues is that the United States government itself has a hand in price gouging of prescription drugs because it allows big pharma to maintain these monopolies on brand name medication with patent protection and FDA marketing exclusivity. And Donald Trump tried to go after after big pharma and and the pricing of pharmaceuticals, but you had people that were in the pocket, like Mikey Sherrill, that that bristled at all of that and, and so you have to have people who just aren't beholden to special interests. And and I know it's hard because, because yes, money does fuel political campaigns. You, you can't run a successful campaign without money. But I think you need to have some principles as an elected official. Oh, absolutely. Um, you're you're a, another Cynthia McKinney. I hope they don't re, refigure your, your district. Okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party 
property and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. So, you love talk radio. Then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on 24-7 with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Please view, like, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Stop Terrorism. Please contact us if you or anyone you know who wants to be on our show at thetruthpharmacy at gmail.com. Keep it real. Take the red pill. It's happening, ladies and gentlemen. We here at RBN are working with Front Sight Firearms Training Institute to bring our audience the best in combat, tactical, and defensive firearms training. Whether you're a private citizen who is new to firearms or you have a concealed weapon permit and want a level of training that surpasses what you've received from your local gun range, Front Sight provides priceless education and skills taught by seasoned law enforcement, military, and private citizen instructors to levels that far exceed law enforcement and military standard. With nearly a million responsible citizens trained from every town, city, and state from across the United States, Front Sight has bolstered the Patriot movement to a whole new level. Contact Dan Sutterfield by phone at 573-762-2356 or 573-465-2356 or shoot him an email at domedan, D-O-M-E-D-A-N, at hotmail.com. This is a limited time opportunity. Don't miss it. guest this hour is Hillary uh, Brochkel. I, I'm sorry. I know I keep... No, you, you've been doing extremely well. I, oh. I, that, that was right. <laughs> Thank you. And her website is hillarybrochkel.com. Uh, visit there. And I, I mentioned Cynthia McKinney, who um, was going to go against uh, Washington. And... Uh, they just redistrict things, and she was out. Uh, so I hope they won't Cynthia McKinney you. Well, thank you. I, I worry about that, too. <laughs> I worry about redistricting because, as as you probably know, COVID delayed a, a lot of that. So we were supposed to be redistricted last year, and, and now good, goodness knows what I'm going to be left with in 2022. Oh, yes. Wow. Well, I I certainly wish you the best of luck. And uh, too bad we couldn't uh we couldn't duplicate you in some way. Uh we need people like you that would would really represent the people and uh 
get rid of the violence is the thing that is so 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 awful all this violence uh it's just we we just it, it just seemed like like it just appeared over the last four years and uh, the that thing on january 6th i i don't believe that it was reported accurately I, um that whole thing was seemed like a psyop to me. It was a psyop. It was something, right? It, it was something. It, it it was, and I mean, going back to, to Mikey Sherrill because I have to keep talking about her. She accused Republicans in Congress of sedition, and then said that her Republican colleagues in, invited. <laughs> people to come in and case the place in the days before the, the January right. 6th riots. Um, but, and but no. Who made I, it a riot? Who, who made it a riot? Um, it was just, it, it was just a, a psyop. It was, uh, and what about impeachment? How do you impeach a, a president or a, a previous president who's already left office? What? It, it's just nothing is making sense, and and people aren't questioning this. It, it just seems ridiculous to me. No, I I I completely agree, and I I just I think that you know, say what you want about Donald Trump, or he was he was very much a, a lightning rod, and I think that the left without him. Is, is 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 kind of flailing because because they need to have this enemy that they can use to to get their their voters excited and and to get people really just whipped into shape and angry about something and now without your your villain without your comic book villain figure <laughs> don't know right. what to do. Exactly. Well, thank you so very much, Hillary, and good luck. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You have a great rest of your night. You too. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you as well. Bye-bye, listeners. Talk with you next week. If your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. 
We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855, the number two, keep it today. 